This episode of Movers, Shakers, and History Makers is brought to you by Ace Beer Growlers, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, Traeger grills, and all your grilling and smoking essentials. Mention promo code PODCAST and get a dollar off any sauce or rub in the store. You can visit them at their location in downtown Noonan on West Court Square, directly next to Piedmont Noonan Gym. Welcome to Movers, Shakers, and History Makers, a show dedicated to all things interesting happening in your neck of the woods, especially if your neck of the woods primarily consists of Coweta County. It's a place for showcasing stories and newsmakers from the past and present. I'm your host, Clay Neely, and in this episode, we take a look at filming in downtown Noonan. Chances are you may have seen parts of downtown utilized as a backdrop for a snowy small town for the recent Jumanji 2 production. You might have also seen West Washington Street turn into a street fair for a recent HBO series called Brooklyn. Well, recently our city made headlines after voting to quit issuing filming permits until early May. Citing the concerns from local business owners about parking and loss of business, city personnel say they hope to explore a uniform process to ensure that both locals and film crews are treated fairly and consistently. But not all business owners seem put out by the movies coming to town. And in this episode, I'm talking to local business owner Richard Mix. Mix is the owner of Full Circle Toys and said he began seeing the potential economic benefit from the filming sector long before The Walking Dead began production in Coweta County. And in this episode, Mix talks about the benefits that filming brings to Noonan in Coweta County and warns about the possibility of losing them to other eager communities. So if you have an opinion on the movies and their role in Coweta, you'll definitely want to listen to this. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Movers, Shakers, and History Makers. So what I want to talk to you about was uh, we talked yesterday a little bit about how the perception of filming in downtown Noonan has been. I thought your story was interesting in terms of uh, not only your perception of how filming is affecting us right now, but where you come from and yeah. so you have a little bit more perspective can you talk a little bit about yeah because i'm kind of looking at uh, in from the outside a little bit i i uh spent 10 years in the film industry i had a uh long story short i had a childhood friend that i grew up with that uh went to la to pursue his uh you know career as a director he went out there in the late 80s was there for about a dozen years or so you know waiting tables and doing all the things sure. uh, aspiring directors and actors and hollywood folks do and one day he called me on the phone and he said, uh, hey, I, I burned my bridge. I quit my job. I'm going to make a film. That's what I came here to do. And I want you to be part of it. And I said, I don't know anything about the film industry. He said, well, there's something most people don't really think about, but it's show business. And there's a show side and there's a business side. The show side, I know. The business side, I don't know. So I said, okay, I'm intrigued. So I had it happened. To, it was good timing. I'd happened to just sold a company. I had some money, had some time. So I went to California met with some film distributors, met with some people in the industry. I actually took a class through uh, one of the studios out there that is basically everything you learn in film school, but you learn it in three or four days. I don't oh, remember wow. what it was. It was a, it was a crash course <laughs> on the film industry. It was fascinating. It was, it was full of actors and actresses and actually some character people you had seen on TV and wannabe directors, just people who had an interest in the film industry, and they taught you about the whole industry, mm-hmm. just kind of you know the 50,000-foot view. So I said, yeah, I can do this. It's like any, you know, the film industry is is a product. You make a product, you sell a product, and it's it's you know similar to what I had been doing in other lines of work. So I, I put together a business entity, and we raised uh, uh, close to a million dollars, mostly back here in Georgia, actually. 
And in 1999, I went out to California, and in 2000, we we shot a film, and we we commissioned a script, and uh, actually had bought the rights to an older script and kind of reworked it, and we made a film. It it starred uh, Brian Cranston, you know, who at the time was on Malcolm in the Middle, of course, has gone on to be an A-lister, John Ritter, uh, David DeLuise, who's you know done a lot of Disney stuff and Wizards of Waverly Place, Dom DeLuise's son, Rachel York, who's a renowned Broadway actress. Uh, it had a very, very big cast. Okay. And so we shot the film in, in L.A. in 2000. It was a great experience. It was great timing uh, the, for, for the film industry. Uh, it went uh, worldwide. We, we sold the film, the domestic rights to USA Films, and it went, uh, went on, uh, I think they owned uh, Showtime or whatever at the time. I can't remember. One of the you know, pay channels, if you will. So it went on on uh, network television premiere. USA uh, USA Films bought it domestically. I think it was Showtime, but anyway, USA Network showed it as well. And then it went internationally, all around the world. And it was fascinating to watch it. Uh, you know, people rename it, repackage it, all oh, that sure. kind of stuff. But <laughs> but I actually went to Korea for the Asian premiere really? and watched it in front of. A, it was fascinating watching a film in front of a Korean audience. And it was. Uh, by the way, we we built it. Uh, much like if you were a home builder coming to market, you know, part of the business plan was to build something you want to, uh, you know, if you came to noon and you were going to build a house, you want to build a $225,000, you know, traditional house. So we, that's kind of what we did. We built something and it, uh, we went with a, it's a horror film, Mm -hmm. um, which, and the reason we did that is because exactly what I said. And that is that that genre is marketable around the world. A comedy is not, if you make, I would love to, that's my favorite kind of films are stupid comedies, but, um, you make a comedy film, it, it, you have a very limited audience unless you put a major marquee star in it. It's okay. really tough. And it's also, there's niche films like martial arts films and things like that that also, but but we went the horror film. We, we uh, I won't go off on this, but we basically broke every rule of uh, low budget filmmaking. Uh, despite it was a lot of money for us, it is in the scheme of, you know, filmmaking a million dollars is not yeah. a lot of uh, money. But we, we had underwater scenes, we had kids, we had animals, we had monkeys. We had, I mean, this film was insane as oh, far as... Yeah. And we had uh, Buff Bagwell, who's a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. I made a cameo in it. He gets, ki- <laughs> he gets killed by the monkey, by the way. And, and we also made an anthology, which is also uh, uh, against the rules. Uh, but, but because we did everything and, and we did it well, mm-hmm. and it was, it was uh, John Ritter uh, played a real estate agent. I won't go off on the plot too much either, but... but the, it, it kind of you had John Ritter playing a real estate agent, and he played that role very campy, mm-hmm. and it was uh, comedic, if you will. So it was a dark comedy. So what you happened? You had this story of John Ritter showing houses to a newlywed couple, and the uh, the uh, each of the houses had a haunted past, and the, the that haunted past would be played very straight, very straight horror, yeah. and then it would come back to some comedic relief, and then okay. you go into the next thing. So it flowed really well. It worked real well. People responded. I went to Korea. For the Korean premiere, the Asian premiere, the audience laughed. The audience screamed. It was fantastic. Went to Brussels for the uh, uh, European premiere. It had a theatrical release across much of Europe and France. It was big. They had billboards down the Champs-Élysées. It was cool to see the film. And I've got DVDs from all over the world in different languages and stuff. Did really well. Uh, and I liked the experience, made money doing the experience. Uh, I liked everything except for California. Yeah. Nothing against California, but I'm a Georgia boy. I want to come back home. So yeah. I, I came back and I said, okay, I, I want to make a film in Georgia. Way ahead of the curve, yeah. even though we're talking 2000. Um, I went to people. I lived in Carrollton at the time. I went to leaders of the community, economic development people, people from the state film office, yeah. et cetera. Uh, 
sat down with him and talked about trying to bring the film industry to Carrollton, and I might as well have talked about trying to land a space, spacecraft on uh, Venus or something, because uh, even maybe more foreign than that, uh, because everybody kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, it went, and, and uh, you know, uh, there had been a film industry in Georgia. It goes back to Jimmy Carter in the 70s yeah. and Deliverance in the mountains and stuff like that. Um, so there had already been a film industry here, but, but it was... Uh, what we were seeing, and I kind of saw this coming, and I mentioned this at the time, was North Carolina was huge. They were filming Dawson's Creek. They had studios there. I didn't know that was in North Carolina. Yeah, they had all the studios up in Raleigh area. Uh, Florida was really uh, booming. Universal Studios, a lot of the theme parks we think of, they're actually, you know, sound stages and film. They do filming there. Right. And, and okay. not so much as much as they used to, but that was kind of the, a lot of the original intent was to actually use them as production facilities. And then also Louisiana. Perfect. Louisiana had huge tax incentives and we're basically, uh, I don't want to say buying the business, but, uh, uh, but, but I started meeting people in the film industry and I would talk to them and they're like, I'm going to Raleigh, you know, some of them for, from LA and stuff. And I'm going to, you know, New Orleans, I'm going to Louisiana, I'm going to Florida. And I said, you know, every one of you that are doing this, you're coming through Atlanta. Yeah. It does. And it would wear them out. And they would tell me, oh, it's logistically hard to get in and out. I said, you know, Atlanta makes sense. Yeah. Atlanta is going to be a film, uh, Mecca and you know, the film office, it's, been there for a long time it's a tremendous people there they work hard they do they've done a great job uh helping it helping it grow and even back then uh in the late 90s early 2000s you know we had a great film office here and they're very helpful and 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 whatnot but uh so i couldn't really get any traction in Carrollton as far as um as far as uh producing a film what were you uh, looking for there well, trying to help build, I mean, kind of building an industry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, personally, I was trying to make a film, but make it in Georgia, but the resources weren't there. The talent wasn't there. The, you know, you had to bring everything in. There's nothing here yet. So, uh, and, and also, I mean, I reached out to the schools. I reached out to West Central Technical College. I reached out to the University of West Georgia. I worked with their film production departments. Mm-hmm. We started engaging students, uh, you know, and, and, uh, so I spent the better part of about seven years trying to put together a film project. In the meantime, we did a lot of production work. We did some TV commercials and public service announcements, did a lot for sheriff's department, uh, meth awareness, uh, mm-hmm. you know, videos, whatever we could do to kind of keep things going. Yeah. In, uh, in 2007, I finally put a deal together and uh, with, with some of my former partners from California involved and some other people, and we made a film... And we shot in 2008, mostly in Carroll County, okay. uh, mostly in Whitesburg area, right. uh, called Conjurer. It had John Snyder, you know, from Dukes of Hazard yep. uh, fame, and uh, Andrew Bowen, Mad TV. You know him if you saw him yep. around. A couple other people in it, uh, uh, Brothers McMullen, um, actress in it, some other people. Uh, great movie, great film, horrible timing. Unlike unlike oh, two thousand, the economy. You know, because the film industry was largely driven by excess capital that yeah. a lot of people had especially around the world especially when you look at film the market really more than half of the film market uh is overseas mm-hmm. so you know if you're making a film again going back to what we said earlier you want to make something that's widely marketable and and the first one we made went all around the world 2008 we wrapped the film and the switches went off yeah. i mean it just i mean you couldn't everyone who had money in the film industry just went into hiding yeah. and uh so we made a great film, but there wasn't a market for it. And it was true of every film that was that was made. I mean, even feature films. For the first time in, I don't remember the exact numbers, so I don't want to quote wrong, but but I think 2008 or 2000, right in that era, was the first time in 75 years domestic box office went backwards. I mean, you know, it was, it was, a, it was right. the first yeah. cut. 
So um, I went on after that to uh, became uh, friends with John Snyder. Uh, it happened to be the 30th anniversary of the Dukes of Hazard, So he and I partnered up and we co-executive produced a television show for the Dukes of Hazard 30th anniversary, which they just celebrated their 40th this last week, by the way. So it's been exactly 10 years ago. Uh, after that, I was burned out decided I would take a break. In the meantime, we had opened Full Circle here in Noonan, uh, and we had a guy run. I came down here to engage in it and take a little temporary break, and here we are 10 years later, and I'm I'm, uh, still not back to the film industry. (laughs) So I I keep getting tried to get sucked back in. But, you know, um, I guess my long-winded answer, back to your question, is that um, I had a lot of film, made a lot of friends in the film industry, kept in contact with many of those friends, and I watched the industry continue to grow and blossom. And many of my friends who were traveling uh, to go out of state to New York, to North Carolina, to Louisiana, to Florida, to California, to New York to do productions were now suddenly finding themselves staying home. And many of my friends that lived in California were finding themselves living here. Um, and a lot of that has continued to evolve organically. But if you flash forward to you know 2018, now 2019, obviously, um, really... Georgia is little more than a destination. We are we are a lake, a location. We are a filming location, uh, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I'm oh, not yeah. I'm not uh, knocking that. But what what we're seeing, and, and and now there are certainly local crews. There are certainly uh, local talent. Uh, you know, crew members have moved here. Actors have moved here. Mm-hmm. Actresses, uh, whatnot. Uh, so we're, some of that has just kind of evolved as the work is evolving. People have been able to stay here and people have been able to move here for quality of life and other things. Yeah. But uh, even beyond that, we're still seeing produc- and productions that are uh, films that are being uh, developed in California, New York, elsewhere, brought here, filmed, and then taken back and post-production takes place in other states. And I know a lot of people with the film office uh, and uh, a number of the studios – Pinewood and whatnot have worked very hard to to what I call deepen the roots, broaden yeah. the scope, which is sensible and where we need to go. In order for Georgia to be, it's great to have the 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 uh, production, mm-hmm. but if you look at an actual film project, say t- take a typical film project, say let's just say a year and a half to mm-hmm. to be realistic, a year and a half film project. Maybe a month or two. And higher budgets are going to be longer time frames, yeah. but maybe a, a month or two of that, uh, four to eight weeks of that might be actually in Georgia. Yeah. And in a year and a half project, you're leaving all the rest on the table. Now, the, with the post production stuff, is that because the majority of the talent or resources are still in California, and we haven't de- developed that infrastructure yet? For well, again, yeah, it's coming organically, and the Georgia legislature passed some laws, I think, in 2017, to give post production incentives. Yeah. Um, there were production incentives in place. If you spend so much money on a production, then you got you got tax rebates, and mm-hmm. you know which were also you could sell them off to other companies and things like that. Okay. But it just it's kind of a just a natural evolution. I mean, you're going to see, uh, you know, organically over time, you'll see more uh, ancillary services to production mm-hmm. come into place. You know, transportation and and. Uh, you know, lighting yeah. uh, companies and, and and sound production and all that. Yeah. You know, there's, people are, when there's a burgeoning industry that can keep them busy, they're going to build, they're going to spend millions of dollars building sound, uh, you know, um, sound production stages and stuff here in town that when there's a business that can support it. But when it's just getting going, they're not going to, it doesn't, you know, economically it doesn't make sense and people aren't sure. willing to make that investment. Yeah. So, so, uh, so you know. Incrementary growing is what it is. Yeah. I mean, 
from and, where we were 10 years ago. You know, so, so uh, over, I kind of, I follow the industry closely. Um, I keep up, as I say, I have a lot of friends and just this last year, I kept seeing a lot of things that were kind of concerning to me because I look around, I look outside the store every day and I see production, you know, taking place all over, you, you know, Coweta County, Fayette County. Mm-hmm. Th- this is, this is something I can't stress enough. This is the number one film production hub in the entire world. Yeah. You know, Georgia surpassed LA, I believe in 2016 or something like that. And United Kingdom, I think was big in 2017. It was very close with Georgia. I don't know where that all came out, but, but literally there is more film production taking place in Georgia than any, than California, than anywhere else in the entire world. Yeah. Um, and, uh, by luck, uh, this is the epicenter of that. You know, yeah. we sit in, you know, just South of Union city where the studio is and we have Pinewood and we have Raleigh and we have all these other studios down here, um, that have been here and, and continue to be here. And we're seeing lots of production, but what concerns me uh, uh, being a, a Noonan resident, and, and obviously, is that we're not only competing against uh, North Carolina and Florida and California and the rest of the world, we're competing within Georgia. And, you know, we're competing. Savannah has always been a big player uh, in Georgia, obviously. It's kind of its own market, though. It's far enough away, and they have things that, that we don't have here, and they have their own, you know, so it's, it's a great place, yeah. and, and they, they have great success there, which is awesome. But but around Metro Atlanta, we're competing against, uh, of course, you know, City of Atlanta. But you look at places like DeKalb County have made huge investments in the film industry in the last couple of years. Open film offices, put in, uh, you know, dedicated resources. Gwinnett County, I just saw a couple months back, bought 150 acres of land that they're part of which they're dedicating towards uh, film production. Uh, not quite sure where they're going with it uh, in the article, but they're they're putting a lot of things in place even places like social circle and and clayton county and and uh you know a lot of municipalities are really chomping at the bit to get production to come to them yeah because uh uh they see the viability of it and you know it's uh in i think i haven't seen 2018 numbers but i know 2018 2017 was you know 10 billion dollar basically a 10 billion dollar industry with three billion of that being direct spending on film you know film services and stuff here in the state of Georgia. So, and it's growing. And, and again, most of that is production and production expenses are, you know, half, probably a little more because you spend more there. But, but there's so much other money that's being, you know, half the money is not even on the table. That's, that's the point of the whole broadening, you know, deepening the roots and broadening the scope from soup to nuts. We need to be a place where people can come and, uh, develop projects and post-produce projects, mm-hmm. and that will create a, a tremendous amount of jobs, high-paying jobs with editors and sound people, and sure. and you know on down the line, uh, and laborers, painters. Uh, I have a good friend who is a painter, and he's over here painting for Jumanji, you know Jumanji yeah. Two film yeah. right over on the next street over right now as we speak, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So there's a whole crew over there, and and that crew shops in Noonan. Mm-hmm. Half our business this last week was from crews that yeah. were they, uh, we did business with with the production that was here the Watchmen thing they came in and bought a bunch of comic books and stuff to set up on their set up on the square yeah the the prop master from Jumanji's already been in the store buying stuff we have it happen all the time Stranger Things The Walking Dead we sell a lot of mm-hmm. um, stuff to them and then their crew members come in and those same crew members that I saw buying the comic books I saw over at the Alamo I saw the creepo from Jumanji over at Redneck Gourmet they mm-hmm. shop here they eat here. 
and uh, you know, there's tremendous. Uh, and then not only that, they live here and they pay taxes. A well, lot yeah. of them. most so, of the Georgia yeah. residents. At yeah, this yeah, point, yeah, a lot of them are becoming that way. Yeah. So. Well, I, and you had mentioned Clayton County. I mean, can you speak to anything about how their film development program has? has maybe further the production of the film in Georgia? Yeah, I don't know a lot about uh, most of these film offices and how engaged, you know, the, the, the um, I can tell you some of the things they're trying to do and some of the things that I've recommended, I started to allude to some of it, but, but um, what, what they're trying to do is to, you know, the state film office does have film liaisons in every county mm-hmm. and Trey Baggerly, not Trey Baggerly, Trey, yeah, Trey, What's Trey's last name? Is it Baggerly? Baggerly. Yeah, Trey yeah. Baggerly. I'm sorry. Yeah, Trey Baggerly is the liaison here, and I'd certainly you know encourage you guys to reach out and get his perspective on I'm some sure. of this. Um, and I think it varies by county to county to county um, as far as how engaged those people are. Some of them are very engaged. A lot of them are just kind of the person that where they sit in the welcome center and they wear the welcome center hat and they kind of become the film guy, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily because of qualifications or because of interest, but because they have to be sitting where people are going right. to walk up to and say, I need help. So they kind of get it by default. And in other areas, uh, I understand, I haven't talked to anybody down there, but I understand Columbus this last year has really, really upstepped the efforts in Columbus. And there is a mm-hmm. list of these liaisons online that you can access and maybe reach out to find out what they're doing there down there because – that was a conversation I had a week or two ago, and multiple people have mentioned how Columbus is really engaging. Um, but what, what these film offices like Clayton County and Gwinnett and some of the things, that, they're trying to do things like streamline permitting. Um, it's a big thing for product producers. Um, oh, yeah. If you come in here and you want to film in downtown Noonan, you got to go to the city council meeting. You might have to go to the county commissioner's meeting. Yeah. And then you want to go five miles down the road. You got to talk to to you know Carroll County or you know whatever. It, it's with so many counties and so many municipalities in such uh, close proximity around here. Uh, you might have a, a film that might shoot in a dozen. You know, you see these guys over here shooting uh, Jumanji. Then they'll be in Decatur. Then they'll be whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so they have to deal with all that, and it's a full time job plus for the location people to to navigate through that. What I'd really like to see and what I'd like to, you know, what, what really shocks me, and this is what I've said to, to, I've met with, you know, many of our elected officials and, and economic development people throughout this area. Um, and what I've said to them is it kind of amazes me an industry that's a, a $10 billion industry and we're the epicenter of it doesn't have somebody sitting at the helm. Yeah. Now that, now that doesn't, that doesn't diminish the film office in any way. Cause again, they're a great resource. And I think that, a lot of people can make a mistake and try to replicate some of what they do. And that's not what I'm suggesting at all. I think we absolutely, the film office is a great service, but they're looking at the entire state of Georgia, 159 counties, okay. and, and they can't possibly be, uh, they don't have enough resources to be in tune over here. And the film liaisons, I can't speak, I know three or four of them in this area. Uh, and I know Trey a little bit. I've met him a couple of times, but I don't know a lot about how engaged some of those people are right. or whatever. We really need some, you know, if somebody wants to, film here and then maybe go to Fayetteville. Um, there's, there's a ton of services that, that, that we should, uh, perhaps make available from perhaps coordination of transportation, permitting, um, you know, streamline some of that. It would not only be a benefit to them, but it'd be a benefit to the communities and save a lot of time. I know, I know in talking with Hasco and unrelated to this, but in some of the other meetings, um, I know they're trying to when you act like, for example, when you request a street closure, they're right. trying to streamline some yeah, of those processes yeah. so that it doesn't have to go through this entire committee, take their time, yep. et cetera. Uh, same sort of thing with this. So instead of having to, to go through a series of meetings, get on an agenda, it can go to the appropriate parties, to law enforcement, to fire, to, to the city officials, whatever, and they can sign off on it. And, yeah. and then go down the road. They don't have to, maybe there's ways, there are, there are certainly ways that it could be coordinated between a, you know, 
eight or 10 county area around here to say, okay, guys, let's work together because it would be of great benefit to uh, production companies to come here to say, hey, look, don't go to stay here in Coweta County. Yeah. You know, if you want to film, uh, go go over here to uh, to Sharpsburg, go to, you know, go to go to Grantville, go to, you know, go to some of our other communities well, or, yeah. or go to Fayetteville and don't go to Decatur or what, you know, keep them in yeah. this area. I mean, with, so. with the size of our county and the, the, the different resources we have, I mean, you're absolutely right. There are a myriad of things that we can offer. If we just have to, I guess, streamline it is what yeah. it sounds like. And it's not just permitting. It's other, it's other services and things that, that can be done as well. Um, the, uh, just, uh, and, and also open up the communications. I think that's part of the, that's part of the thing we're seeing right now is there's a, there's some communication issues mm-hmm. and I, you know, I applaud the count, the city for, for stepping in and, and saying, okay, we got it. Cause cause you don't, a lot of stuff, you don't know what you don't know. And then stuff starts happening and then there's issues you don't anticipate regardless of how much you plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but um, you know, and, and film productions like any business, they come here, they have to live by the rules and we have to have rules and sure. stuff. And, yeah. and, uh, I just I'm, I do have concerns because, as I said, we're competing against these other municipalities who are chomping at the bit to get production to come there. Absolutely. And if if we give off a vibe that we're not film friendly, uh, it can be done. You know, they they want to be where they're welcomed and and everything. And and I realized, you know, I saw the article in the paper the other day and and about okay, the city doesn't make any money off film production permitting and whatnot. That's not. You know that that's small potatoes. Yeah. because what what people really need to consider is that uh, a high profile film or television series or anything like you know The Walking Dead and Stranger Things and and uh, uh, these Watchmen movie we saw and Jumanji and uh, the McDonald's film that was over here, etc. That's going to bring people here for a uh, Zombie Land. Yeah. Too, that's going to bring people here for decades. Oh, yeah. People that will come here, that will come here, come to Noonan. Look, at, I mean, Sonoya is a prime example of that. Look at the mm-hmm. people that pour into Sonoya every year. Yeah, and you know, with that comes comes some hiccups and headaches and things. So, but you have to look at the. It's all fine tuning, I think. Well, I mean, think you know, I mean, I'm sure Taste of Noonan uh, or Zombie Day or yeah. any, any of the events we have right. around Noonan, there, there's always little issues that pop up that oh, you know, somebody was inconvenienced because there was there was no parking or whatever. We see that stuff here every day with parking and issues like that. But again, these minor inconveniences, the minor business losses that we may incur on a given day or a given week because of a film production. And in many cases, a lot of those businesses are, in fact, compensated for the for you know, inconvenience sure. yeah. fees and stuff. Um, but those minor, you know, those minor inconveniences, I, I think I mentioned to you, we had a guy from Italy who came in the store over the Christmas holidays who came here because of, and the Times Herald is in the movie. You see the sign on the front oh, of the building. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the exact it's an same Italian sign. movie. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's the, the sheriff, what was it called? Sheriff and the Satellite Kid. Yeah, Sheriff and the Satellite Kid. Oh, yeah. It's a very unwatchable film. <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it was it's, made for American. I don't think so. They, I think yeah. you're exactly right. They filmed, they filmed here in Noon and they filmed yeah. in, at, in Stone Mountain and yeah. somewhere else. But but there's a lot of cool, it's actually kind of amazing to me. It was 1979. Yeah. How little Noon and downtown Noon and changed in a lot of ways. The sign on the front of the Times Herald, right. which I saw repainted a few years ago, but it's the exact same sign. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, Sherwin Williams up there, that street, right, and, yeah. and ironically, right where they did that little carnival thing for this last uh, TV production thing, the, there was a carnival set up there in the exact same location for that movie back That's in right. it 1979. Was yeah, it's kind of funny. We're going to take a quick break to bring you a word from our sponsor, folks. Ace Beer Growlers is Coweta's most extensive dealer for Traeger Wood Fire Grills, and if you'd rather spend more of your time with your family instead of over the grill. Take advantage of wood fire technology from Traeger today. It's as easy as set it and forget it. 
And now back to our podcast. Well, I think that the purpose that when we were talking about the city and the money that was was coming in, it was to kind of dispel this notion that people think that the city is just getting huge kickbacks for for these for these filming comp- for these productions, and they're really not. I mean, it's just simple permitting stuff. And so I think that was just a way of trying to. I don't know, remove that notion that, you know, the city is just, you know, getting rich on oh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's just a matter of good faith. I think yeah. they just want to have this keep going. Yeah, and, and again, I think you have to, this is important. People will get upset because production will block traffic and those sort of things. It's part of the beast. And, and you know, I, I have to tell you, been, having been on the production side of it, I can tell you we do everything we can. We, at least, you know, and there are bad crews like there's bad people sure, right. but most productions will do everything they can to uh try to uh work and that's one of the suggestions i would have is uh to to have more you know it's more communication more engagement by the communities yeah. so that's part of the whole what these film offices are doing is just to make sure that when there is an issue there's somebody on hand on site to help address that and help uh navigate through these issues mm-hmm. so we can figure out the best way to do it and there's nothing better than having uh, obviously, I know Trey or any of these other liaisons. They can't be on set or whatever all the time, nor can yeah. anybody. But, but at least if there's there, if there is a contact, and when there's an issue with noise or whatever, somebody can be there to step in because they know the players, yeah. they know the people, they know law enforcement, those sort of things. Would that so. be someone to maybe uh, interface with the location manager from? Oh, absolutely. So I mean, that would provide uh, someone from our team. Oh with, yeah, you know the state. That, the state has a, a huge database of locations, but again, it's the entire state, yeah. and they and they don't have uh, they can't possibly you know. So it would be we should have people on a local level. Uh, we've got some great you know. I, in fact, when I did a film tour years ago, they took us out to Dunaway, you know, the Dunaway yeah. place out here. And I before I had ever lived in Noonan or been here, we I took a tour with some film people, and we looked at a lot of locations down here. Uh, and there's a lot. That's one thing I always felt about Georgia. Going back to what I said earlier, is not only do you have to, you know, the old expression, when you die, you got to go through Atlanta to get to heaven mm-hmm. or whatever. It's the same thing with film production. These people that are going to North Carolina. Yeah. I always felt that we also have, I mean, it's amazing. Even you go down by Pine Mountain, you mm-hmm. want to film something in the mountains, go south of here. It's so crazy. You look at Pine Mountain, some of the mountainous locations that are You're up there right. and how beautiful yeah. it is. It's, it's, right. it's, it's really uh, fascinating. You can go, and it's not far to the beach yeah. or, uh, you know, coastal plains, or you can sure. make you can make Georgia look like Africa. It's really, uh, <laughs> and in fact, we have uh, you know drafts and everything. That it's pretty versatile. I yeah, mean, it so, is. Yeah. Well, I mean, in in your opinion, let's just say if if you, this was on you, what what do you think you would do in order to keep keep a good thing going in Noonan? Like, what what where do you see this going? If if you could, if you could, yeah. I mean, I think I would definitely. Uh, dedicate resources to it yeah. and and that's that's kind of part of the discussion i've had with a lot of the elected officials and stuff is that folks this is uh you know if this were the airlines or her another industry we would not just let it organically uh develop yeah. uh and, and again i'm not i'm not i want to make be very clear i'm not taking away from the state film office or 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 the efforts that our local elected officials have made or even the state legislature on the post-production bill and all that. It's all great stuff. Uh, I just have a fear that it's not going to happen fast enough. And okay. what's going to happen is 10 years from now, we're going to look back, five years from now, we're going to look back and say, geez, we we wish we had done this. We mm-hmm. wish we had somebody with the eyes on the prize to to make sure that 
you know, we handle that properly. Yeah. Um, because the other thing, too, is, you know, this world right now is fraught full of rumors and, and hearsay and people talking about stuff that they don't, you know, yep. kind of what you and I don't know the whole story about, you know, people thinking maybe the city's getting rich off film production. But sure. those, those are the kind of things that get out of control really yeah. fast. And we have stuff like the bathroom bill and Religious Freedom Act and all these things that 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 we don't really have any uh, perhaps uh, – central voice to speak to some of that stuff that can get out of hand or get misconstrued or whatever mm-hmm. really quick. And then suddenly you, you know, you lost an opportunity. I think it had some things happen up in North Carolina, not only logistically to North Carolina and that makes sense, but there was some other, some legislation that went through that had some negative yeah, impact on the film yeah, industry. I don't remember the specifics of it, but, but the same thing can happen here. Yeah. It's a concern. And, and I know the, again, the state film office is working on, there's a lot of, disjointed efforts from a lot of people with different agendas. That's the other thing too. I mean, the studio, you know, Pinewood, I mean, I know they've worked hard to, to do exactly what I've talked about deep in the roots of the film industry and whatnot. Um, and kind of make, make this more than a production hub. But the other side of it too, is they also do have their own personal interests. Noonan has their own personal interests. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Coweta County has a different, and, and so while some of these may overlap, there's also personal agendas in play that can be good or can be bad. I'm not, I'm not disparaging that, but I'm just saying that there has to be some central coordination. It's not rocket science, but if we just let the film industry, and you know, I'm sitting here with the Georgia Trend Magazine. You showed me coming in with Lee Thomas, the state film office, being the Georgian of the year, and it talks about the film industry. Here, I haven't had a chance to read the article in full yet, but I mean, it shows you how important an industry this is to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And right now, Clay, we we own. The film industry in Georgia, yeah. we, right where we sit, within blocks of here, is the epicenter of film production for the entire yeah. world. Yet, and billions of dollar industry, yet we don't have a single dedicated resource. Uh, and not even, you know, I mean, the city, I don't know who the city is really reaching out to talk to. I mean, we're not, we're, if the issue, so I'm sure a lot of the questions the city has right now are the same questions that columbus has right now and that Macon and you know a lot of the, yeah, sure. you know so if we did have somebody within this area uh talk to other people then we could say you know here's what they did here's the rules they put in place in in and share this information yeah and and again the film office i'm sure does that at some level but it's too important to this area and we are going to lose the film industry to gwinnett county yeah. to DeKalb county to uh whatever county our municipality if we don't up our game and make an investment because other communities are and we're not yeah. like we should. Well, I think you, you nailed it when you just said it's a communication issue. I think that, that's a big that's, part of it. I mean, I think that is at the crux of this is, I mean, I think if you, if you solve that, I think a lot of these other things will just kind of hopefully solve themselves. Well, yeah. You know, there's other, another thing and I alluded to it earlier. We talked about when I did the film back here in Georgia, one of the things I was dedicated to was working with the, the schools because mm-hmm. I felt like if I'm going to grow a film, if I want to create my own work, I'm going to have to create a workforce because yes, at the time it didn't right. exist at all. Yeah. And, I, and in fact, a lot of the kids that we brought on as interns and whatnot to work on the film production are now working in the film industry. We, we went to university, I'm sorry, West Central Technical College and met with them. And then we got their whole construction department and they worked hand in hand. You know, I mentioned we filmed out in, in, uh, in Whitesburg, we built a cabin out there in the woods and, you know, down that road and, uh, it had to be decorated and everything. And we had people from there. Uh, we had probably 20 students from West Central Technical College that worked on with our production crew, helping build that cabin, decorate the house, we had people working on costuming from college. We had people from uh, University of West Georgia did a behind-the-scenes uh, video 
and some of those students worked on the sound crew and the lighting crew and mm-hmm. to get hands-on experience and the same opportunities here we have you know right up here at the the cec we have oh, a tremendous yeah, you know the, met with those folks before great people there's opportunities to train those kids with uh with a lot of the other uh you know, West Georgia has a film thing, as we mentioned. There's a lot of these other schools, regional schools and stuff, Clayton and some uh, SCAD. In other words, they also have right. film things. And there's opportunities to give real hands-on experience. And guess what? Those kids wind up going in the film industry, having great experience and making a lot of money and living here, paying taxes, eating here, shopping here. And that's Putting down what, roots yeah, here. I mean, and laying down roots here. Yeah. And that's something that I envisioned 20 years ago. And it's, it's really great to see it. Although I'm on the outside – Sometimes, perhaps, I also see things more clearly because I don't have I don't have I don't have a dog in the hunt. Right. I don't know. I'm, I would like at some point to get back in the film industry. Perhaps it's not. Uh, I'm I'm the business side again, so yeah. I'm not the I'm not the I'm not a movie guy or whatever. Um, I work the business side of the of the film industry, and I, I find it fascinating, and it's something I would love to engage in. I just haven't found the right uh, opportunity to really step back in and had other commitments and kids growing up and all that kind of stuff. Well, but it sounds like you've kept your finger on the pulse of it though. So I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be too mostly much through friends and just yeah. kind of, you know, cause it's in my consciousness watching the news and whatnot. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I mean, I appreciate your perspective on it. I mean, any, is there anything else that you've kind of noticed within the last year or so of filming a new, has attitudes have attitudes changed at all in terms of the, the perception of people coming into film? Uh, cause I was told at one point, uh, businesses were super keen on it, and then all of a sudden now they've kind of they've blown cold on it. But I don't think anything has really changed. I, I think it goes back to what you no. I, I think most people are still pretty excited about production. Yeah. I think you're you're always going to have the the handful of people. There's going to be issues, and there's going to be hiccups, and there's going to be a handful of people that get upset, and maybe rightfully so in some cases. Um, but I think overall it's 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 a positive thing, and I yeah. hope that people are smart enough to see the big. That, that's my big concern: is see the big picture, yeah. see the long term, see the opportunities, and and also understand because it's the part I don't think a lot of people understand is that other people are chomping while we're sitting here just kind of yeah. owning it. <laughs> other people are put, starting to put their hands in our pockets, and it'll you know it'll when they start doing things, some of the things we're talking about, and doing things right. Um, then productions will go where they're welcomed, where there's resources, where the you know where the people are, uh, over you know et cetera et cetera. But it's, it's exciting and it's uh, tourism is is so you know yeah. tourism is such a big thing and and uh, you know it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again yeah. for your time. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming yeah. by. I, I hope we get it. Yeah, I hope I we. Think I, so. hope, I hope people see this and I hope people do the right thing. And I don't know who the people are, but uh, there's an opportunity here and that window is it's it's not slamming shut but it's getting it's not gonna stay open forever yeah, yeah. it's getting ticked away at and if yeah. we don't do something we will lose the uh, film industry in this part of georgia awesome well thanks again Richard. Yeah, I appreciate it thank you well there you have it i hope you enjoyed this episode of movers shakers and history makers and hope you'll be back for more if you like what you hear be sure to subscribe to our podcast and also be sure to visit our sponsor ace beer growlers your source for rockwood lump charcoal cast iron skillets from smithy ironware along with a variety of beers wines rubs and cigars mention promo code podcast and get a dollar off any sauce or rub in the store visit their location on west court square right next to piedmont noonan gym hey thanks again for listening and we hope to catch you again next time so long